Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Control Chaos, podcast for the flock. Nick C. Amara here with the trillest PE teacher I know, Matt Semenik. Paul. And as always, super producer Brandon Doerr. He's feeling a little under the weather today. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, sounds terrible. He's over in the corner. We're trying to stay away. Trying to no, I feel fine. Distance. I just sound like shit. Touched all our mics. Anyway, it's Thursday, October 29th, which means it's rivalry week. That's right. Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, meeting at the bank. Big week, big game. 5-1 and one versus 6-0. I can't wait. Get the vacuum out, vacuum the couch, vacuum the floor, get the snacks, get the chips, get the grill out. It's time to get cooking. Definitely not going to want to miss this one. Biggest rivalry in sports. So let's get into it. Two of the best defenses, two legendary quarterbacks, Big Ben and Lamar Jackson. I've been waiting for this one. How do you see this game going, Matt? All right. Well, it's just the start. You know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore is the biggest rivalry, in my opinion, definitely of the AFC North. Pittsburgh leads the series between Baltimore 28-24, to counting playoffs. Um, if you didn't know, in the last 10 Ravens-Steelers games, seven of those games have been decided by one possession. Uh, Ravens have won six out of the last 10 against the Steelers. And this is a new year. It's 2020. Steelers look juiced up after uh, not doing too hot last year. And still it ain't do too bad with a roughed up quarterback position. And now they got Big Ben back. He's looking like he's making his final run, kind of like Ray Lewis did back when we had our Super Bowl run. I see a great game. Great game coming up. It's really hard to decipher because even when you look at the statistics between the two teams, they're so similar. Uh, passing yards, the Steelers are 24th with about 233 yards per game. Ravens, 31st, next to last, only above the Jets. However, they're uh, they're below 200. They're around 188 yards per game. Not a big difference in passing yards. And you got to think that the Ravens are playing from ahead a lot of the time. That's cutting down on their passing yard stats. So that's not too big of a difference between the two teams there. However, rushing yards, when you get to Ravens lead the whole NFL with 164 yards per game. The Steelers are 11th with 130. So the Ravens, again, they're juiced up in the rushing yards because they are leading the whole time. Steelers have had a couple close games with the Broncos. They had a close game with the Titans, so they had a little bit more of a mixture. And they do run the ball well with Connor. They have a great offensive line that's got great run block. I see very, very similar offenses here. What's going to be the difference, in my opinion there, Nick, is going to be the defenses. Which defense is going to make the mistake first, right? Who's going to blow that coverage? In yards allowed, the Steelers lead the entire league. 286 yards a game. That's under 300. That's pretty impressive, saying Baker threw for about zero yards in the first quarter and then threw for over 300 yards for the rest of the game, right? The Steelers allow less than that their whole entire game rushing and passing. Ravens are ninth with 339 yards a game. A little bit of a difference there. Steelers come in leading the league in sacks as well. So they're stacked on the defensive side. They got great pass rush and TJ Watt. They got Cameron Hayward down there. They are juiced up on the line. They got great uh, defensive backs with Minka Fitzpatrick back there, Joe Hayden. They look good. Now, the Ravens do look good in yards, maybe not so. Points. That's the main thing. You win by scoring more points than the other team. The Ravens lead the league. 17.3 points per game. It's impressive. That's under 20. Less than three touchdowns a game. Hell yeah. 
That's two touchdowns and a field goal per game. I will take that any day against any team with the offense like the Ravens. But the Steelers aren't far behind. They only allow two more points per game at 19, and they are sixth in the league. So, as you can see, they're so similar here. It's really hard to decipher. What it comes down to, the key to the win, third down conversions. Third down conversions are going to be the key in this game. The Ravens hold their opponents to third down conversion rate of 25.8%. That's a quarter. All right? But the Steelers are third in the league with a 51% conversion rate on third down. So, Who's going to hold out? Is the Ravens' defense going to get off the field? They couldn't against the Chiefs. Will they be able to against the Steelers? Or are the Steelers going to convert those third downs and continue their drives, taking clock off, allowing Lamar to stay on the sideline? And we all know how the Ravens are struggling when Lamar's on the sideline too long and we can't run the ball. Playing from behind has been their weakness. So these third down conversions are crucial to me, Nick, here. I really think it's going to come down to whichever team has the better third down conversion rate. That's a lot of good points there. And time of possession, like you said, is definitely huge. And a big reason why the Ravens lost to the Chiefs. Um, going back to that game real quick, you know, the defense was on the field too long. Lamar, I wish he had more time on the field. And also going back to what you were saying about how these teams match up, I think you won't see two teams match up better than these two teams this week. The Ravens and Steelers, like you said, they both dominate on defense. They both like to run the football. Two really good quarterbacks with somewhat similar styles. Obviously, Lamar is a little faster. And Ben's uh, probably... I'd say a little different styles there. I <laughs> uh, don't see but Big let me Ben finish. breaking let me one. <laughs> let me finish. So, Big Ben is a better passer, obviously, and a smarter QB. And, you know, Lamar's got the edge as far as running the football. You know, Big Ben's like 38, so he's definitely, you know, slowed down a bit. He used to be able to escape like crazy back in the day. That was one of the toughest things about Big Ben and the Ravens trying to stop him was getting him down. You know, he was he was never really fast, but he was always smart enough and quick enough to get away from Haloti Nada and Terrell Suggs. I shouldn't say always, but a lot of times. And... You know, I think Big Ben, even if he doesn't have that speed, you still see him, like, especially last week against Tennessee, he looked like he was wrapped up one play, and he makes that shovel pass to Ebron. I know you saw that, Matt. That was fantastic play. pretty impressive. There was another play where James Connors to his right, and he's got three Titans in his face, and he's still trying to pitch the ball at the Connor. Um, not much happened on those plays, but it's better than a sack. It's better than falling down and... That's what Big Ben is so good at and what he'll always be good at because he's so consistent and knows what he's doing. I don't want to give him too much praise, you know. And he has helped this year. Uh, The receivers, Juju, Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson looks fantastic. Claypool. Claypool coming out of nowhere as a rookie and showing off already. Four touchdown game, breaking records. They look good. The offense does look good. They're going to pass. They're going to test Marlon. Um, They're going to test... Marcus Peters, they're going to test our young defense. Deshaun Elliott needs to have a big game against uh-huh. the Steelers' offense. And from what I've seen, going back to Big Ben real quick, from what I've seen over these years watching him play is he's had a lot of injuries. And when you hit him a lot, which is difficult, obviously, that, that's how you beat the Steelers. you got to hit Big Ben. You know, he hadn't taken a lot of sacks this year. You know, if, if the Ravens can get to him, if they can – get through their their line, especially with the addition of Yannick 
Ngakwe, I think I'm saying that correctly. If not, correct me anyway. Um, adding him, having Judon, hopefully Patrick Queen can get some pressure on him. Calais, obviously, bringing back Saxonville to Baltimore with those two. Um, also, you know, Marlon Humphrey and our other DBs like Deshaun Elliott love to blitz. So hopefully the Ravens can get some sacks on Big Ben, at least rattle him a bit, force him to flinch a little bit more in the pocket, maybe feel uneasy. You know, I think that is going to be a big deciding factor in this game is whether or not the Ravens can hit Big Ben. Oh, absolutely. If, if they get back there, they can turn Big Ben's strength into a weakness. When you're a playmaker and you're out there trying to make plays out of nothing like Big Ben do does, it, it's it's dangerous. And if they can hit him and he tries, that's how mistakes occur. That's how turnovers happen. That's how you get that pick, that thrown ball. That's how you get that uh, too much too much effort trying to do too much when the time when it's not right instead of throwing the ball away can hurt you at times and that has been Big Ben's weakness at times so in order for that to occur the Ravens do have to they have to get back there and I love seeing Calais Campbell week in and week out getting his hands up he's gotten at least a couple batted balls this year hopefully you know with that height and Big Ben you know maybe not seeing his hand or Calais doing his thing, whatever it is. Hopefully we can get some batted balls, some tips, hopefully turn into interceptions. The Titans were able to do that last week, forcing Big Ben to throw three picks. There was one he threw into tight coverage, a really questionable ball. He was intending to throw it to Juju late in the game. I thought it was a really poor decision, but hopefully that pass rush can force Big Ben to make mistakes like that. Yeah, so what what are the Ravens going to have to do on offense in order to you know, put points up on this dominant defense that the Steelers have in order to score more than their offense. I'm worried a little bit about our offensive line. You know, Lamar's taken probably too many sacks so far this season. So I'm worried about guys like Watt and Bud Dupree getting in our backfield, slowing down the run, making Lamar scramble a lot more. That's that's what I'm most worried about. I think the line's got to block better. I think... Andrews and Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed, they're going to have to get open. Can't have drop balls. Can't have any average routes. Like, they got to be on point this game. Hopefully the run doesn't get shut down, but I see that as a possibility if the line is not playing up to par. I, I really hope that they try to expose that middle linebacker position this week with <coughs> Devin Bush being out for the season. True. I, I'd like to see some running back routes I want to see them run some routes I want to see this guy cover their backup I want to uh, we got to test him put him out there run the ball up the middle see if he finds the holes he had a couple good plays against Tennessee but you gotta keep testing them keep testing them Devin Bush is a dog and whenever you have a great player go out it, it hurts the defense just a tiny bit gotta expose those weaknesses absolutely that's a great point because Devin Bush we all know he's a beast and a big part of that Steelers defense. So, yeah, hopefully uh, Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, guys coming across the middle can take advantage of some of the intermediate passing, and hopefully we can get some much-needed third-down conversions. Yeah, I'm hoping that this week you know, starts another game that we'll remember forever, maybe an overtime game. Who knows, they already had overtime last week, but it'd be cool to see an overtime game between the Ravens and the Steelers this week, or a Raven blowout, that'd be great. But uh, the Ravens and Steelers have been such a firm rivalry 
for such a long time that there have been so many memorable moments, haven't there, Nick? Oh, and, for sure, you for know, sure. There's just been so many to choose from, but I mean, I, I guess if you had to choose your favorite Ravens versus Steelers memory, what, what would it be? I think it was watching, this was back in 2016, the Ravens went to Pittsburgh on Christmas, and I'm watching watching this game with my family. I don't remember the final score, but I remember, unfortunately, Antonio Brown had that extension over the goal line to win the game. Mm-hmm. Kind of broke my heart, but a great play. that was such a fun game, watching Flacco and Big Ben go back and forth, just a dogfight in the trenches like it always usually is. And also, can't forget Steve Smith. He was a big factor in that game putting the Ravens in a position to compete. Flacco was throwing the ball real well. Kyle Juszczyk had what was almost the game-winning touchdown to win the game. And unfortunately, you know, Big Ben, what he's so good at is going down the field with less than two minutes, doing that two-minute drill, and got the touchdown to Antonio Brown. So even though it was a loss, I think that was the most exciting game. You know, watching it with my family, especially my dad and my brother, like that was... That was a good game to watch. If you like football, like, win or lose with the Ravens, it's always, always a good game. Wow, I would have never expected you to choose a memory where the Steelers won. I'm not going to lie. I, it takes a lot of strength. Good football. Yeah, they good must football. be an actual true fan of the game in order to choose a game where your team lost. That's impressive. Personally, I'm going to go the complete opposite route from you, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going last year. Ravens versus Steelers, first game between the two of uh, 2019. In Pittsburgh, love when the Ravens go to Pittsburgh. Me too, I feel man. like they Me play too. better there, and it's awesome when you can give Pittsburgh a loss at their home field with those terrible towels because they can wipe their tears off with those terrible towels. <laughs> it's perfect. Hell yeah. But if they're in Pittsburgh, Ravens are down 23-20. It's the fourth quarter, and we finally get to see Lamar try to make a comeback. He drives the team down the field, gets into field goal position. Tucker bangs a 48-yarder overtime. Now we're in overtime. Ravens get the ball. We're like, we got this. Ravens are going to get the ball. They're going to score a touchdown. It's going to be over. Mm. Steelers stop the Ravens right away. Get a sack. Two sacks. Punt. We give the ball over to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's driving. We're thinking it's the end. Steelers fans are getting hyped. Those towels are swinging. You can hear how loud it is from the TV set. And then all of a sudden, Juju catches the ball with a whole bunch of wide-open space, except for one guy, and you know who this guy, he's the boxing champion. He's going to be the welterweight champion of the world one day. Marlon Humphrey comes out. He punches the ball. Punches the ball out. Ten yards, the ball flies down the field. It's heading for out of bounds. Marlon Humphrey gets up off the ground, hustles, dives, jumps on the ball ten yards away before all the other players can get to the ball. Ravens get the ball. Drive about 15 more yards into field goal position. Tucker, bang, hits the game winner. All the Steelers fans are shocked. They go home sad. Probably a couple of domestic abuses over there in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, it gets serious. This rivalry gets serious. And they just use their towels for their tears. And that makes me happy. Oh, we got a flock caller on the line. Who we got? Caller, what is your name? It's your boy. Your boy? What's up, your boy? Is this David? Is this Dirty Dave? Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? Please welcome the one and only Dirty Dave, my brother, David C. Amara. How you feeling today, David? 
I'm doing great, man. I just woke up from a nap. You know, we're doing good. Feeling fresh. Who doesn't love a good nap? Dirty Dave, where's Pinhead? <laughs> <laughs> it's Pinhead Larry, and, uh, you know, I couldn't be here today. Ah, okay. Well, we're happy oh, to shit. have you, Dirty Dave. All right, David, some quick questions right off the bat. Got to know your thoughts on uh, Steelers-Ravens. How do you think this game's turning yeah. out? Man, you know, this has definitely been one I've been circling all year uh, you know, as soon as the schedule came out. Um, and obviously, given the stakes of where both teams are at, you know, this I don't want to go on record saying this could be one of those, like, decider for first place. But, you know, it definitely has the uh, buildup behind it. But more importantly, I think really whoever can score and who can score right away, that'll definitely show a message. I mean, you know, clearly we know both defenses, you know, are hard-nosed. But, you know, I think – even though the defenses will definitely be focused on primarily, the offenses are really going to be on display as far as who can be able to uh, to get that early lead and set that presence early. Yeah, I think that's going to make a huge difference. We were just talking about how well Pittsburgh and Baltimore match up as far as, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, two really good defenses, two very talented quarterbacks, two teams that love to run the football. So I, I think you said it really well there. Um, these teams just match up. Super well. You got a final score for this game? Oof. Um, I won't say it goes too high. I'll say, excuse me, I'll say more like a 27-24. You know, Jay Tuck, once okay. again, you know, don't even, you know, just literally can do it with his eyes closed, you know. Just game winner, all always. 27-24, Jay Tuck. I like it. Final I like it. Field goal to I hope you're right. I hope you're right. All right, so we were also talking about favorite Ravens-Steelers memories. So many games, so many good ones. I was saying my favorite was when we were watching the game on Christmas. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, Antonio Brown, he, mm-hmm. he made the, the famous extension, and yep. Pittsburgh won. But that was my favorite Ravens-Steelers memory just because it was such a good football game. You got guys like Steve Smith, Antonio Brown, Big Ben, um, mm-hmm. You know, some of the most famous plays in Raven Steelers history were made that game, and that's why it's my favorite. Matt was saying that his favorite was last year when the Ravens went into Pittsburgh and Tucker nailed that field goal to win it in overtime. So I want to know what is your favorite Raven Steelers memory? I would I would agree with you in some aspect, in two aspects, as far as with one, you know, the great game of you know, even though the Steelers lost. That, that was still an incredible game. That was very, you know, anybody anybody's game, you know. And some aspects, I would I would agree with you in terms of my choice being the 2008 oh. AFC Championship in Pittsburgh, you know. Oh, okay. Um, that was, you know, that was immediately, that was where I was going because that, that was the season where, you know, I was definitely, I was starting to, you know, get a grasp of the game and, you know, uh, becoming the fan and all that stuff, you know, and that that game alone, I mean, you had Paul Malo, you know, everybody was just on board. It was a cold game. And I think Joe was, you know, obviously he was a rookie, but I think he was showing signs of, you know, like that defense kind of like, you know, tensing up a little bit on him. Yeah, and, and Dave, yeah, you make a good point. That was back when we were young. And so was this back before when you were just regular Dave and not Dirty Dave? Right. Right, yeah, the Pinhead Larry Beef was not there yet. So, so how did you get the the dirty part of the nickname? Yeah, that's that's another question for that's a story Uh-oh. for another day. We have time, Dave. We Come have on, time. David. <laughs> Come on, share with the flock. 
No, I'm just kidding. You don't well, have to I tell mean, us. you know, you can't just if you're gonna be making, you know, music, you can't just be regular Dave. You kind of had to add a little, you know. So that was just sort of the music. The music aspect was, uh, you know, I couldn't. I needed a, a rap name, and you know, the dirty was uh, <laughs> the dirty was more fitting <laughs> at the time. Oh yeah, that sounds yeah. gritty. Usually people go with Lil or Young, something stupid like that. <laughs> I like dirty a whole lot better. Well, you know, I made it, what, I was 13, so, you know, it just kind of stuck with you, so, you know. <laughs> Own it. I like it. All right, so, David, we got a couple more questions. There is a video, two TikToks, actually, of this cowboy fan that sent us a video, some weird cowboy or whatever, and Juju doing the same dance on TikTok. Now, I got to know mm. your thoughts. If Have you seen the video, first of all? Yes. Mm. Now, who do you think... Nailed that dance better, the cowboy or Juju? Ah, damn, that's tough. That is a tough one. Mm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the favorite, and I'll say Juju, just because Juju. I mean, has whatever. my respect as far as pulling up to people's proms, even though he's like 25. But you know, I still think I think that given his credentials and background, and uh, his um, you know, his experience, I, I'm gonna give it to Juju. Yeah, no disrespect. Well, all the disrespect. I don't like Cowboys, so that's yeah. Question. Screw him. He's a Cowboys fan anyway. I mean, if anything, they shouldn't have the Sunday night game. But that's another question. You know, that's for another day. <laughs> so, I'm with that too. All right. So another question coming at you. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's endured many injuries. One of them, most notably, when Haloti Nada broke his nose in a game. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anyone tougher than Big Ben? And if so, Ooh, the quarterback position? No, just anybody. Ooh, anybody in the league? Anybody um, ever, David. You know, that's a great question. Um, I mean, you know, really, I know that, you know, he really is, uh, he really has become over his career more of a, you know, the joke. But I would say as far as, you know, Eli, Eli Manning has always been somebody, I mean, the Iron Man, you know, he endured a lot of, a lot of starts where in a lot of games where he may not have, you know, wanted to play those games, but he played them anyways. You know, Brett Favre, <laughs> you know, those are two guys that didn't miss games, you know. Look at Aaron Rodgers. So, I, I guess I, I would say Aaron Rodgers, if we're going to go somebody from today's game, you know, I mean, just the heart, the tenacity, all of it adds up together. Aaron Rodgers has had his fair share of injuries. That's not a bad answer. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I take a look at that 2018 opener and, you know, yeah, him getting hurt and that, that injury looked brutal and then yeah. just comes back. Yeah, exactly, and I just, you know, Big Ben's tough, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, and especially even mentally tough with that loss against Tampa, just, I think you can make an argument, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is up there, too, so, you know. When Aaron Rodgers falls off his motorcycle, then I'll put him in the race for oh, tougher damn. than Big Ben, but... <laughs> There, there's no way, in my opinion, that any quarterback right now is tougher than that man that he has endured way far oh, more. And his oh, offensive line arc. used to be one of the most crappiest offensive lines out there, and he would taking hits and dishing the ball out, breaking his nose, <laughs> getting hurt. He played with a like a uh, his arm was out of his socket at one point. This man was still playing with a bad arm. Ben, mm-hmm. Big Ben is a dog. He, he, he's, he's called Big Ben for a reason. If you go stand next to him, he, he's going to look down at you and his boot 
could step in. Oh, kill yeah, him. no. Sure. Like, he's a big <laughs> guy. I wouldn't want to see him in work boots ever, ever. Right. Right, yeah. yeah definitely. You know you know every bug when, when Big Ben puts his shoes on is running for the hills because that, that man's got a big <laughs> area he covers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, and, you know, I don't really – I've never really looked at Big Ben, like, like too much as, like, a, like a complainer, you know, like if somebody just, like, clotheslines him or – he, you know, always gets back up, you know, always toughens it out. You know, he's always fit that, like, Steelers quarterback toughness. You know, he he's right up there as far as, you know, mentally tough and just, you know, physically tough at the quarterback position. So. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right, final question. In past years and this season, TJ Watt and Marlon Humphrey have been talked about as Potential Defensive Player of the Year candidates. Neither have ever mm-hmm. won it. I mean, they're still pretty young. If they were to fight UFC style yeah. for the title, for Defensive Player of the Year, who's coming out on top and why? All right, well, I think if I'm not mistaken, TJ's a little bigger. So TJ would definitely be able to get the ground game working, maybe throw in a couple, you know, triangles and you know uh i don't know if they make it a catch weight then then we'll talk but you know <laughs> even when marlon Probably. humphrey can punch the football the way he does at a grown man's hands well that, that, that's that's the argument if we're talking if tj is going to be more of a wrestler you know i'm sure somebody in the Watt family wrestled at, in high school or college i don't know it depends. no doubt if, if yeah and i'm saying it you know all right so say that some say that you know tj gets the uh the the ground you know he's uh preparing as a wrestler going in you know and if marlon uh stands up with him you know i i, I could see that being a stand up you know marlon winning that in a stand-up fight but that's the problem when you include mma you know you always have to be where you know be aware of the wrestler so i think it, it, it could vary <laughs> you make some good points i think i'd have to go with marlon just to take the home team but you never know that would be crazy if that were some pay-per-view to see. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, you know, as Mike Tyson, he's starting his athlete league, so you never know. <laughs> you never know. All right, and one more thing. We meant to mention it earlier about Des Bryant becoming a Raven. Just want to know quickly your thoughts on him joining the practice squad. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I think it's great. Um, it's definitely, you know, they're already um, you already see with him you know, in Hollywood, that's going to be a great compliment to Hollywood. I think he's going to learn a lot of, you know, experiences and all kinds of things from Des, you know. And I think it'll really be able to take the edge off once he gets, um, you know, acclimated in the offense. I think Hollywood won't have to be, you know, I, you'll even start, I'm sure, see, you know, these these number ones even start to guard Des, you know, later in the season or maybe even early on. And I think Hollywood will be able to kind of, get a little bit more opened up and, you know, it'll be able to take some pressure off because, you know, Dez will obviously want to get back to being Dez and, you know, goal line and, excuse me, and, you know, those those uh, those Megatron type of catches, you know, and I think it'll, uh, it'll be good. It's going to be good. Yeah, I hope you're right. You know, as if having Antonio Brown as a cousin wasn't helpful enough for Hollywood Brown, now he's got Dez in the same locker room. Hopefully oh, yeah, that'll no, be sure. some yeah. help to his game. Yeah, and I, and that's the thing, you know. I was having this conversation, you know, real quick, um, you know, with the Antonio Brown thing, and, and not that wouldn't have been a bad signing, but I think that that is a little bit 
it's almost a little bit better because you don't have to deal with that family. You know, somebody else, especially like Dez, you know, who's not known to, you know, cause too many problems or anything like that, you know, um, I think that'll be a, a good um, mentor for Hollywood. Definitely. And Andrews. Not a lot of so. risk with signing Dez to the practice squad. I love that exactly. move by the yeah. Ravens. Yep. Yeah. And I, who knows? He may come, you know, we'll see if he already gets pulled up by Sunday, but I, I would expect next week, you know, or the week after, um, you know, to be, uh, to be on the roster. Yeah. I hope you're right. All right, David. Well, thank you for calling in, being our flock line caller this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. See you, Dirty Dave. All, all right. See you guys. Thank you. Do you think if he takes a shower, he becomes clean, Dave? He just blew my mind, bro. Should have asked him. Tune in next week to find out. Psych, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, that wraps up today's show. As always, thank you for listening. Your support means everything. If you like this show, tell your friends about it. Tell us what you think. And please leave a review. On iTunes, that's probably the best way to give us feedback. See y'all next week. Happy Halloween. Send me some Skittles.